Thank you for listening to another episode of the Macworthy Podcast. We appreciate all you guys for listening, sharing. Uh, be sure to send us a message on Instagram if you have any, uh, you know, comments or any ideas of things you want to see us talk about next. But at the end of the day, we're just, you know, living happy to be here. Happy to have you listening. Happy to be here, guys. You know, it's me checking in. You know who I am by now. <laughs> so I was going to talk to you something because you're probably aware that I struggle with this. Um, self-criticism. Self-criticism, yes. Like, be, like, and I feel like everyone at times is extremely harsh on themselves. Oh, dude, I'm hard on myself too much. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like I'm hard on myself for for everything too, and mm-hmm. probably sh- I'm probably when I see, I feel like when I get on this mic, I feel like I'm even honest with myself. I feel like when I go away from this mic, I'm not honest with myself, but because I'm probably harder on myself than I should be. Yeah, because I'm doing a lot of things well, but I feel like always in my mind, I'm like. I know I could do better. Yeah. Like, Dude, me, be, me being one of your best friends, like, I, I always, like, when we talk, like, you talk about, like, what all you have to do and, like, all this. I'm like, man, this dude, he's grinding. But at the same time, you're just, like, always hard on yourself. And it, it's like, wow, you're doing you, good. Well, I feel like it's because I know I left some on the table. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, I feel like. There's, there's times where I've, you know, done things very well. And, you know, maybe I should be proud about that. But, like, at the end, it's like, you know, there was definitely times I slacked off. Like, you say I'm out here grinding, but I think, man, I'm just taking the easiest way. Like, I'm I'm taking days off. I see people – like, somebody somebody texted me the other night and was like, hey, did you send this article? And I don't think – honestly, I don't think I needed to send an article. I discussed an article in class. Mm-hmm. It's like – I don't know. I don't want to get into it. But yeah, I had, to, I had to bring this article for this class. So, I discussed the article in class. And then a classmate texted me. He was like, hey, did you email it to her? And I was like, no, I didn't think so. I think she told the other group to email her theirs. I was like, because we discussed mine and they didn't discuss theirs. Yeah. And she, and she um, you know, messaged me this at like 11.59, right before midnight. <clears throat> she, sent me, she, she sent me an email. And so I just shot her a text back. I was like, hey, Maddie, like, here it is. Um, here's the article. I don't think we need to do this. And then she didn't message me back until 2 a.m. And like I say, at eleven fifty nine, I was already checked out for the day. I'm like, I'm yeah, not. I'm gonna head out. And she, and she was still working for another three hours. Ooh. So it's like I know. I must say, I know I'm leaving some out there, some out there on the table. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm aware that there's people who are outworking me. And so maybe that's what it is, is because I know I'm not pushing myself. It's like it's hard as I could. Yeah, but you say you're hard on yourself, like, but I feel like I'm just as hard as myself. But like, you may be a little harder on yourself than I am. But I'm also hard on myself, and like I take. I guess I'm so competitive, like me working out, me running, and I just, I feel like if I don't go to the gym, if I don't run that day, I've just, I fail for the day. You feel like a failure. I just feel like a failure. So it's it's more than just self-criticism. It really becomes judgment. You yeah. know, we're hard, and we're, why, and it's just, why are we so harsh? You know, there's very little times where I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm doing great. Like, that was yeah, that was everything's going well. I can take this time off because everything's going good. I feel like I'm constantly, and maybe it's just a negative mindset. Maybe it's that, but I don't know. I feel like there's a difference between self-criticism being like, I could do these things better, and really judging yourself, being like, man, you're a failure. You're doing poorly. You're you're not go, you're not doing well. You know? Yeah, and I I think I'm more of like the self-criticism. Like I don't I don't really beat myself down much, but I do say man, I knew I could have done more. Like, I knew I could have done more. Like, it's just, I feel like I have to do more to be satisfied with, you know, where I'm going. 
So I'm glad you brought up the word uh, satisfy. And because I was wanting to talk about like con contrasting, you know, satisfaction from insecurities. Because sometimes it's like, I don't, I don't feel insecure. Like I'm not insecure about where I am, but I'm still unsatisfied. Mm -hmm. And so I, yeah, I, just, I just think there's a distinct difference between the two. Yeah. Like I'm at this, I, I ain't gonna lie. I used to be insecure, like about my like presence and like my, my standing in life. But now I'm like, I know I'm, I'm, I'm I know I'm doing good, but I'm, I'm still not satisfied. I still want more. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, part of me thinks, you know, is like, are we always going to be wanting more? Like, is there ever going to be a time where we're just really satisfied with where we are in life? I, I don't know, man, because we have all these goals, but like what happens when we achieve those goals? So, yes, we, we don't have to get into like whatever our goals are, because whatever your goal is for anybody that's listening, whatever it is, this going to apply. And there's uh, like a, a thing, I think I think it's called like the second mountain theory. But I don't know if it's a theory, but whatever, it's, it's the second mountain. And so the idea is that you have this goal of achieving whatever you want to do, whether that be your first $100,000, whether that be making this team, whatever you're attaching yourself to, like whatever your goal or objective is, once you reach it, you know, once like that's what you've been working for in life, that's what you spend all your time and effort into, you reach that goal, then what? You just cross the first mountain. You haven't even found the second mountain yet. Exactly. You know, life's not over. And just think about like how hard that first goal was getting to. Just think about how much you have to work harder for that second goal. So it's going to cause you to like grind more and like push yourself even more just to accomplish the second goal. But I think think the whole, that the whole idea about the, the second mountain is that you don't even really know what, what it is yet. It, exactly. Like we, you don't even really know what you're setting out to achieve. And I'll be honest, I don't think I've really found my first mountain yet. I, I guess, you know, I've been going over these small hills of like, let's get to college, let's graduate, let's go to law school. We got in, we're sticking around, they ain't kicked us out yet, you know? All right. So, do my one of my smaller goals was like going to college and finishing because where I come from, bro, you don't have family members that have gone to college, got college degrees, and like make it real big, you know, most of them have to like work job for a long time but to be comfortable so, life. Just tell me briefly, just what's your, as, so you're the first one in your family going to college. Fr freshman year, what's what's going through your mindset? How are you thinking? Uh, for one, I'm kind of happy because like, you know, I'm kind of showing everybody that, hey, I'm in college. And, but I'm also nervous because I'm just like, what if this, what if this doesn't work? So what do you think your balance between optimism and realism was? Uh, because on I, one end, it, you know, you can come out really optimistic. It's like, hey, going to college is going to be a crazy new experience, which is probably how most 18-year-olds think about it. Yeah. But granted, you're the first one in your family, so you, you you might be a little more scared than other people. See, my, my mom went to college. My aunt went to college. My cousin went to, my cousins went to college. My brother went to college. Yeah, It was just expected. I'm like the youngest, you know. It's like, hey, you're going to college too. So for me, I, I was probably definitely more on the optimistic side college it's like hey let's just go let's just go have fun not even really thinking about education at the time and then I feel like you might be approaching it from a more realist standpoint yeah it was just like so I mean <clears throat> I went to college and I'm, I'm happy that I'm there but at the same time like I know I have to make this work because if I don't I'll just fall down the line of 
my other family members. And I, I really just want to like set the standard. So at, at that time, freshman year, and we can, I want to compare this time, like when you're first starting off in, in college to now where you are in life, what was your source of optimism in, in like undergrad in college versus now? And could, could you break down that question a little more? Like, so I guess I kind of was there. I experienced college with you. You know, I feel like uh, a lot, a large source of your optimism would be a lot of your like, your social friend groups. Oh yeah, that's that's what I was gonna mention. Like being around people that were just like me, or like they had the same vibes as me. Like that kind of helped me out. Yeah, and you're you're out doing something every day, whether you're going to class and then you know you're kicking it after class with whoever you had the class with, or you're meeting somebody in the cafeteria. And, you know, it's just you're always around those those social gatherings in college. And I was wanting to compare that to, to now we are in life, because obviously, you know, there's been quarantine. Everyone was stuck at home. So social gatherings stuck down. And even though now, like mass mandates are getting, you know, relieved, the vaccines coming out, there's less spread. Everything's kind of reopening. I feel like <clears throat> just where we are in life, there's there's less, you know, there's less social interactions. We have less daily social interactions. Yeah, do I. I encounter the most social interactions while I'm at work, of course, because I work in the public and at the gym. Like that's that's the close I'm like really around people, you know. Other than yeah, that, I'm just yeah. Sorry, but going back to the original question was like in college. That's where I, we like we you or we us whoever you want to say attached a lot of our optimism to was being around those social friend groups. Oh, oh, for sure, man. Where do you find your optimism from nowadays? Because I'll be honest, I feel like you're a more optimistic person than I am on the daily. Appreciate that, man. But uh, honestly, man, I I guess self love. I guess loving myself. Self love. I feel like that's tough for a lot of people to do. I feel like it's it tough. is. It is. But like, you know, how we're talking about not, not being satisfied earlier, and like, I always want to go the extra mile. Like, at the end of the day, I tell myself, like, I love you. Ooh, I wish I told myself that. I and I feel like I feel like everyone should just break into the habit of just saying. Just at the end of the day, just telling yourself, I love you and like you're doing good. Because like, of course, we got we go through life and some things may or may not go our way, which causes us to be down about the situation. So I feel like loving yourself is very important. Because mm -hmm. no matter how hard of a time you're going through, you want to know what's going to happen tomorrow? That sun's going to be up. Exactly. And the moon's going to be there to follow and days are going to keep going. And your breath is going to be not on fire. Yeah, you can just lay low and try not to do nothing. Or you can say, hey, look what I made in these months. Look what I made this year. Look what I look what I accomplished. But because I feel like with myself, I'm often more of a realist than an optimist. At least I am nowadays. Um, and I feel like sometimes trying to be a realist is like limiting my possibilities because it's like I'm not shooting for the stars, so to speak. You know, it's just like, man, this test gonna be tough. Could you give me an example of you like being a realist? Like, cause I'm still like, I'm not confused, but like, I, I'm just trying to understand like, how are you more of a realist than optimistic? So, I had my, I had my mock trial I talked about on the podcast of mm -hmm. all that. I guess my mindset being real, real. I knew the opposing counsel we were going against. I was there was a, uh, it was, it was. I don't want to call that out, but there was two people on that team that were I thought were superstars, mm -hmm. and then there and, the, and nobody on the team was a slouch by any means. Like all of them were, you know, fairly proficient at what they did. But there was two of them that I that really stood out to me, and I was like, because I'd went against one of them prior, 
in like a, like, a pra- like a practice round where it's not a quite a full trial. It's just like you're examining your witness and I'm calling objections on you and then we switch. And it was just kind of how it works. So I knew one of them was a superstar. And then I also knew the other one was just like, she knew the law by the book. Like she ain't got to look at nothing. She's a bookworm. She's got this stuff down. Yeah. And I, I knew my team and I knew the, the work we were putting into it. And I was like, we're not going to win this trial. Mm-hmm. And we didn't, we didn't. And I think that team went on to go honestly win the grand, cha- the grand champion round, the next, the next, on the next trial. So I was just looking at that team and I was like, you know, probably not going to win this. I'm going to go through, I'm going to get my, exam, you know, just get my grade. I'm just going to get my grade. Like, hey, we're not going to win. Let me get my evidence admitted. We'll live with how the day ends up. So do you think if I was in a situation, I would be like, man, we're about to go here and kill this, man. We're about to win this. Or yeah. would, I, would I be the same way you, you had with me? Because I don't know how this, how good this team was. I, I don't know, man. It was just like, because I'm trying to think. Like, we both competed in uh, PBLA events. Uh-huh. And PBLA events, I always feel like felt like I had a chance in those. Yeah, I, it, I don't know why. It was just like I just knew, like whenever I was in one of those, I always felt like I had a chance, and I, and I did. And for the most part, I think I placed at every event that I participated in. Um, first place. Yeah, first place in one event, third in another, um, and a few more trophies. But uh, but I don't know. It was just like with this. Cause I don't know, but I say maybe my optimism is just kind of lessened as I've gotten older, you know, I got more away from my friends, mm. but um, at the same time, it was just like, I was being real with myself back then too. I was like, I had, a, I knew I had a shot at winning this and I did, I did win. So maybe if I could just flip my mindset to like, Hey, I knew I could win this trial. I knew I was going to ace this test. I knew this paper, this essay is going to be cake. You got it. You got it. So you're saying you got to go over. And I'm like, man, I don't know how well I'm going to do. It's hard. You got to go back to the old Cordell, man. Like, Listen. young Cordell. You got to cut my hair. hair, right? What? Yeah, I probably cut my hair in a month. Yeah, well, I'm growing my hair. That's where, that's where it's going to start, your haircut. You're going to start yeah. to look like your old self. 30 months. It's going to be crazy to cut it. 30 but, months. Uh, all right. So talking about moving on in life, growing up, getting a professional haircut. Do you uh, do you think you're ready to start a family? Start and stop. I know you're not. I know you're not. Do you think you're ready to have a relationship? Let's start there. <laughs> do I think I'm ready to have a relationship? Yeah. But do I want a relationship right now? No. Okay. Does that well, answer why, your question? Why don't you? Because I know I'm not ready. I know I'm not ready for a relationship. That's me. I'll give you it. I, I can I can say this a thousand times, but I'm just breaking down. The reason why I don't want a relationship right now is because I'm selfish. Oh, I feel like we're think, I feel like we think very similarly here. I I like doing me and only me. Pause. My think uh, my thinking is when I'm in a relationship, with someone I feel like both parties have a duty to the other person. For sure. And you, of course, there's like a duty of loyalty. That's one. And I feel like that just entails a lot, whether it's just like, hey, if we have a title on this, you know, it's like, you got to do it. There's certain, you know, social interaction that's got to happen. There's got to be communication between people. There can be like, no, just dead silence or dead space, or you, you, have, to, you have to be around that person all the time. And there's just so many times with me, I'm like, I want to be by myself. 
Exactly. Like, don't be around anybody. And so but, I know I'm not ready. But you said you know you are ready. But you I, just don't want to be selfish. Yeah, yeah, I'm selfish. And you were just talking about like all the rules, but like not, they're not rules. It's just I, like social norms. Social norms. Like, I like I like how you worded that. Society's like made the acceptable behavior. What if what if I meet someone just like me that's also selfish? You think they understand like times that I want to be alone? If you yeah, y'all just have to make sure y'all's selfish moods were fucking sick, I guess. So, like, so hey, you're well, saying like she'd have to be selfish and I have to be selfish in the same day for it to work out. Like our selfish yeah. times would have to be like, like when, whenever y'all want to be alone, it's the same time. Because exactly one partner wants the other one and the other one wants to be alone. It yeah. don't work like that though. Nope. So do you think you're ready for relationship? Start no, definitely don't think I'm ready for a relationship. And so I was talking to someone the other day and I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to get married. So I'm like 35. And they were like, yeah, me too. And then uh, another girl asked me, she was like, you know, so how old is your partner going to be? I was like, no matter. And she was like, well, it does if you want to start a family. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, well, if your wife's 35 or if you get married at 35, you'll have kids for another couple of years. I was like, we'll adopt. Like we, but I don't, I don't care if I really have a family. I'll adopt, find a good woman. You know, who cares? Dude, I, it, that would be. Adopt, I was either going to probably adopt a, a Chinese girl or an African American boy. That's probably the plan. So, the Chinese boy. I mean, girl. You said. Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of Chinese girls go up for adoption because they want uh, the males to be like farm workers and stuff. So uh, I said, I actually have two. I actually have two female Chinese cousins. Hey. That's cool. That's cool. And the African American boy. Yeah. He's gonna I be a hooper, bro. He, he, he got like those would be the types of children most in need. I hope that doesn't offend anyone. But yeah, bro. You you I feel like if you adopt well, that, it's not it's not even African African American, it's African. African boy. Oh okay, but he gotta be a hooper though. You can't just let him not hoop. You a hooper. I would I would want my kids to play basketball, absolutely. And I can see him crossing you over. Probably so, man. I got bad knees. Let me fall. But uh, what's your next life goal you're looking forward to? Next life goal I'm looking forward to? Uh, finishing this grad school that I have no idea what I want to do with. <laughs> so you, you're looking for that second mountain too? Yeah, and I'm just like, dang. So after I finish grad school, I'm going to be like, what's next? <laughs> what's next? Hey, man. So this is for everybody who's listening, who's still looking for their second mountain or even their first mountain. You're not alone. Don't be too harsh on yourself. Everyone, we appreciate you listening. This appreciate is the Southern Podcast. I want to close with something before we actually, like, you know, before we just shut this down. All right. Uh, I, was re- I was reading this, like, it, it was kind of touching because I was just reading this. And it says, life is what you make it. Please don't try to fake it. Mistakes are going to happen. Move on and simply face it. I just think that goes with what we, we just talked about. I think so, too. We out. Peace. Peace.